This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And Martha Spence is also with us here this morning. What happened to our gunshot intro? I like that. I didn't hear it. I know. I didn't hear it. We got to bring that back. Doug, I can, can do you it find... with my mouth. I can go I think he has it. with myself. I can do it myself <laughs> if you want. So what's going on in the gun world? Uh, a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Um, I wanted to start by, I was thinking about this last night. I, I was selling our house, so I was painting. And I, at 4 o'clock in the morning, my mind wow. wanders into these weird, <laughs> strange uh, scenarios. What do you think is happening in uh, just in the world right now? I don't think we've had. I like talking to you because you are a smart, He's uh, an old older sage. guy that um, I've been I think, around. I think you're a seeker. I know a few things because I've seen a few things. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I think you're a, you're a seeker, though. Seeker I think of you're knowledge. a truth yes. seeker. Yes, I am. But I don't think. Um, obviously, I'm a little younger, so I don't know. But I don't think we've ever seen anything like what's happening with social media and the state of our country in regards to guns and politics and the divide and um it seems like everything's getting much worse to quote a man in a famous movie he said if it ain't a mess this will do till one gets here that, that's uh, i think that's where we are yeah no country yeah, for yeah, old yeah, men yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. favorite one, one of my favorite movies by the way but i see uh i see this stuff on uh on facebook and instagram and i deleted all that stuff on my phone i don't even have it on my phone anymore but mm-hmm. um, but it's a very odd time that we're in uh and people's thoughts on firearms and um, you know, the Second Amendment and the First Amendment and yeah, privacy. and Well, it's not going to end anytime soon, so it's something you just got to How do you with. think it will end, though? I mean, it has to – this the, has to either work itself out or – The irony of social media and the irony of the connections we have now through technology is that it disseminates so much false information that it's caused folks to become lazy – and I don't think anyone sits down and has these heart-to-heart talks because they're, le- they're reading headlines written by somebody who knows nothing about the subject they're writing on. They read the headline. They say, oh, my gosh. They share the headline, and then 15 other people share that. And at this point, it's not even verified. So what was meant to create knowledge and expand knowledge has turned into a bit of a um, – tabloid i guess and there's so much hate on those things because there's it's no so, it's, yeah. there's no punishment for it it's people right? hiding behind a keyboard that's it and it's, it's it. interesting when you read those comments and stuff it seems like the good comments aren't as rewarding and, and as good as good comments in real life like if i told you man i i love coming into the studio you're smart dude i, I love talking to you <laughs> On the on Facebook, you know, you like it and that's it. Yeah. But the mean comments seem to be meaner than if you said it in real it's life. Keyboard bravery. Keyboard it's very coverage. odd. And Key- I see it all keyboard the time in the courage. Uh, right. If somebody wanted to tell you those same things to your face, they probably would not. But yeah, it's a different world and certainly technology's got a lot to do with that. 
But in the world of firearms, totally different. I mean, I've crossed through several generations, and I can tell you it's never been like it is right. now. I mean, people were safe. They didn't feel like they needed guns. And uh, the, 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 the irony is the honest people need the guns more than ever now. Well, the people that uh, had guns back then felt honor in having guns, and they, they respected guns, where now as people who do not have honor do not respect guns and do not respect the purpose of guns. That is a very good point. Yeah, well, but we'll I mean, never you used to be able to bring. Next hour, I, I know, <laughs> but you used to be able to bring a gun uh, to school to go hunting after right, school. Right, the back Absolutely. of your truck and the rack. And I mean, truck. that's so. You used to see kids walking on the road highways with with firearm guns. You couldn't get away with that now. The Tell you what, thing. we did get a couple. You know, someone said at the airport we flew to South Dakota with two shotgun cases. I don't remember if it was a TSA agent. It was somebody who worked for the airport. That was on the plane, perhaps, that said, you know, you don't want to walk around LaGuardia or uh, JFK. You just don't do it with a gun like that. Like, we walked into the airport, New Orleans airport, without escort, without anybody of a badge or... With our ukuleles. Right. <laughs> That's another cute story. But, um, but Was it in a ukulele case? No, but hold, hold on. No. So we'll get what, to that. What he meant was the hysteria over guns because of mass shootings mm-hmm. and people not being aware that it is legal to do so, you would probably get attacked. I mean, if somebody, regardless of who you are, I mean, they might look at me and say she's the perfect you know, person to create havoc because she's not. So they just said, you know, these major hub airports, it's so misconceived that you don't even want to fly there with a weapon. Hmm. Well, let's talk about our experience, what we what we went through. And, you know, because people are going to be traveling. The holidays are here. And hunting. hunting season's going on. So a lot of people are going to be traveling with firearms. Uh, here's what our experiences. Number one, uh, we, we tried to take all the advanced information we could get and went on the website for United Airlines, which said in their laws that you need to declare the gun. you got to bring it in a locked case. Ammunition, as long as it's in its original container, you can put that in your regular suitcase. You can't bring it on the plane. Does not have to be locked. But in your check locked. baggage, does not have to be locked. And you have to declare it, which means they give, them a little, they give you a little tag and you sign. You're admitting you've got a firearm and you've got ammunition. Well, the, the controversy came up on the locks. You have to have a lock, by the way, for every lock hole on the gun case. My gun case had two, so I had to put double locks on it. Uh, they said do not use a TSA lock. TSA locks are available at all the stores. The it's TSA personnel, a, they can open right. them. They've got the key to open it, a master key. And they do. Key. They will. And they will yeah. to inspect it. United doesn't trust you TSA people, evidently, because they don't want you to use a TSA lock. Use your own lock that only you have the key to and that you've got to have that key on you at all times to access it. That's what I yeah. did. Martha took the other route and brought her gun case with a TSA lock. So we get up to the counter. And we're asking this about it. This is when it. the fun starts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Thankfully, hers we didn't have line. Hers is fine, even though the website says don't use a TSA lock. I got a problem because I got... I would have been um, really curious to see how they would have handled that situation given a holiday rush or if there was a mm-hmm. line behind us because I think they very well could have refused you like completely. If they were stressed and they didn't know how to handle the situation, they may not have done what they did, which was escort us to the TSA area to get it checked. Um, also, they had four people they called in to really discuss this, and none of them really knew the answer. And this is their job. They do it every day. 
How do they not know the policy? Also, Devin, I had a question about ammunition because everybody we talked to, we're flying only with shotguns. It said shotgun shells. It didn't really, the website once again didn't specify bullets versus shotgun shells. But I did hear somebody in South Dakota mention that if you have bullet ammunition for pistols or rifles, that they have to be locked. See, that's what I was, we were talking about this before the show a little bit. I'm glad we brought it back yeah. up. So when I flew, um, let's see, it was it was a while ago. It was, I think it was three years ago, January. We flew with some handguns, and uh, that is what they told us when we called. And then we printed out their regulations, and we brought it with us because there was some discrepancy on what the lady told mm-hmm. me on the phone mm-hmm. and right. what it said on the website. Um, so I went with the website because I could give Verify them something. It. Yeah. Right. And it was uh, that the that they had to be separate, locked, in a locked suitcase. So it had to be a small TSA-approved lockbox that we sell in the store if anybody needs and one. And then it had to be locked in a suitcase And edition? then it had to be in a locked suitcase. With a TSA lock on the suitcase mm-hmm. or a different lock? Uh, no, no, it's just a just a locked suitcase. I don't remember that. Just a suitcase. But basically, they were saying that because, because it was bullets, probably because it's smaller, and your big shotgun kind of is its own thing. This is small, you know. It's a size of uh, it's mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. size smaller than an iPad. So it had to be locked, and it had to be in a locked suitcase, and it had to be separate from the ammunition. And if you flew with ammunition, that, too, had to be separate from the gun right. Right. and locked. And locked. Right. See, I, I But, fo- again, that was like three years ago. No, but I think you're right, though. I think that is some weird because somebody had commented. We didn't obviously have to figure this out, but did state that if you were flying with bullets, whether it be for a rifle or a, a handgun, that they had to be locked and separate as well. Now, I didn't hear anything about a locked suitcase in addition to – we had uh, some rifle hunters where we were. But the website also did not specify – and this is another issue they would have a loop or you know a, a hole with. It didn't specify what type of ammunition. So had we shown up with a handgun or a rifle and read the website saying you only need to keep your ammunition separate in its original case and not locked, would we have been in trouble? Yeah. So – Well, this is the worst part is that if you – fly uh you know most people pick the cheapest flight because it's the cheapest flight uh and they want to save money but if you go different uh if you fly different airlines consistently they're all different all the rules are different which makes no sense either you'd think that they could collectively agree on a few rules that could be broad right you know well what would happen if you checked in with a flight where you're paying you're you know you're following their rules right and then you transfer flights and your luggage goes somewhere where tsa Mm -hmm. says oh i can't go on this plane right yeah well then then there's reaction from the public you know about it well the tsa guy now i had a small case a hard (laughs) pelican plastic case had nothing to do with firearms ammunition i had basically radio broadcast equipment in it and one guy kind of looked up at me and he said you got ammunition in there? He was like, looking to pick a fight. Yeah, he, he was wanting to send me to detention or to the, the, the uh-huh. hall or something. I said no. So then, because we, it didn't have a lock on it, so he probably wondered if you had a rifle or a shotgun or a pistol. Or he, a pistol. he asked you that after he saw that you had a firearm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I mean, that was already checked in, and that wasn't right. enough. This was something else. But I was. He holding. didn't see us and open our cases, see. so he didn't know if we had a rifle or a shotgun. Yeah. 
which is the craziest part that brings us into our next thing. They make you, what was the guy's name that kicked around off in the airport? Uh, uh, Eddie Dubla. So, they ought to call it the Eddie Dubla law. Yeah, they should. <laughs> but that is crazy in and of itself because yeah. they make you take your gun before they know that it's loaded or not. Like if somebody comes into you the store. You take it out. Of, uh, not, right, not that is so not good. Because, if somebody yeah. comes in the store with a gun in a bag, we take the bag away from them and yeah. then look at the gun to make right, sure it's unloaded. Right. Yeah. Well, evidently they if don't you, want their people want the handling the firearm because they, they don't, don't want really somebody you doing it and the right. gun going off. Or but if, still, that basically means that their employees are less important than the mass populace around that, right. because they don't want the liability if some dummy that opens yeah. your case. You know, I, I think maybe it's more the thinking about if they break something rather than if they actually mm, shoot something. No, but, that's not good. But it, well, anyway, agree, they never did check to see if the gun was loaded or unloaded. No, they, they, they checked well, mine. Well, right. They that's yeah. that's what I they heard didn't see about mine. Eddie. Well, the TSA did. Was that he had a... Um, what was the, what what did I hear? And I don't know if it's it's all hearsay, but it makes sense and it fits with what y'all are saying. They said he took his rifle out of the to case show him that it was then, unloaded. Right, pulled the bolt back and showed him that it was unloaded. But they had a mag in it that had a round in it. So when he pulled the bolt back and it was yes. unloaded, when he let the bolt go, it picked up that round and then he kicked Some one in kind the. Of- in the roof or yeah, the floor and, or yeah. something. He kind of shook so, the people up there. I would say that the best advice is not necessarily just to call your airline because you don't know who you're talking to. And if you do just call, get the name of who you spoke to, where they worked, get every detail you can. Because whether you walk up to the desk and say, I spoke to this representative, they can just say, well, we don't know you did. But right. if you do, like you said, print out did their website. Did you do that? Did you print out no. thing? No. Did no. you show them on, their, on your phone where they... No, they before we could get to that point, they they came up okay. with a solution yeah. where they escorted, which was just so you going back home, they, maybe next year, coming. Uh, <laughs> no, next. no, they escorted us to the baggage you area with one the of the guys. The he brought the gun in the back, and then to show me that the gun actually went back there. And then we went back, and then uh, we had the cases as we were going in the elevator to do that. Tell them what the little so, girl said. I really needed this comic relief because I am a stressed out traveler particularly through airports i had never flown with a weapon before and it was a brand new airport so and we had a 6 30 a.m flight on a tuesday so all the things that can or on friday so all the things that could have stressed me out were were there it was the perfect medley of you know stress things were going well we were already in the elevator so i had a feeling we were getting on the plane so I was starting to breathe a little lighter but we get on the elevator as uh, yeah with don uh, our our united representative that was escorting us and uh, a mother and daughter. She was about four, the little girl. And she looks at us and goes, are those ukuleles? <laughs> Which, <laughs> at, you know, 5 a.m. was great. It was absolutely uh, great. So, yeah. Why were they excluding Ucul- them? Uh, they they were just us. riding in the elevator. Oh, they yeah, just they happened were. to be passengers in the elevator. But anyway, then when I get on the plane, I'm boarding the plane, and you got your carry-on, right? I got that same little box with radio equipment, and some busybody guy, oh, yeah. all ex- What's in that box? Like, Dude, just a fly of another passenger? Yep. Tell, him, tell him my answer. Uh, we told him it was sex toys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. That's pretty and good. He, yeah. Oh, well. People are so nosy. Travel, they are, huh? travel with firearms. Fun, fun, fun. You What's know? in that box? You mind your business. Yeah, like, really. None of your box business. On the top yeah, of we, were, we were nicer than we could have been to that guy. You're going to question me? I just went through TSA and all that mess, and you're going to question me? So I know we got to take a break, but we we, uh, when we get back, I know that they have to... 
I know there's people at the counter have to encounter that always because, I mean, they have SHOT Show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Everybody's flying with a gun. Yeah. I don't Hundreds know. It, of I don't know thousands. if it was because of the new airport, maybe new employees. Oh, I'm right. not sure. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Who knows? Well, bear in mind, it's a very, very small percentage of the population that intends to do harm with a firearm, no matter where they are. Right. It goes on day after day. Airports, not any different, because there's more security at an airport than anywhere else. You know, you can go to a school or a church, and there's not the same security there. So why would somebody want to shoot up the airport? Right. All right, we got that break coming. We'll be right back. We're talking guns with Devin Burgess, Don Dubuque, and Martha Spencer. Love you to join us. Text us, 87870, or call 504-260-6368. All right, so now we've uh, learned all about the joys of firearm travel on airlines. Let's move on to something else called red flag laws. Uh, I'll tell you, it's been considered here. It's not here. But uh, there are many other states where it's already been put in effect. Explain what a red flag uh, law is. Right. So for people that uh, that aren't super familiar with what we're talking about, and we went over it a couple of times in the last um, radio show, but we're going to talk about it again because it's that important. Um, 60 Minutes did a special, a 60-minute um, special a couple of days ago about red flag laws and their implementation, um, which I was unaware of, right? So I... Uh, work at a gun store, you would think I would know all of this good stuff. But uh, by the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is go home and do more gun work. So I watched the 60 Minutes thing, and I had no idea that... um, Well, let me back up. Red flag laws uh, are if you are not deemed crazy, but if I call the police or any arresting powers organization and say, Don... uh, is crazy. He's crazy. He's got all these guns and he's going to do something bad with them. They can go to your house before you go to trial. I believe they have to go to a judge and get a warrant, but it's not right. difficult it's not to get. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, right. So, but, I mean, that is um, that is probably the worst thing to happen with our gun rights or just rights in general. Yeah, yeah really. What if that starts bleeding over? Ever. No, no due process. No due process. That's what I was trying to say. It's I, been I a, knew long, that. a long week. But yeah, I mean, that is um, is terrible. And I didn't know that 17 states have already implemented yes. this. And Trump um, has, has backed it too. I watched him. I watched him a few different well, times. Well, I think he has been taken in like a lot of the public. On the surface, it looks like it's innocuous. It's a good thing. Uh, there's a wife and they're having a domestic abuse problem with the husband. She fears for her life. She calls. This person should not have a firearm. But the downside of that is I can make up stuff about right. Devin Burgess and have him come grab your guns without any due process. Right. And if I just want to get even with you for something. Right. That disgruntled neighbor that you have a chip on your shoulder about. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that might actually be the guy There's that protects you. There's dog barks all yeah. night, so we're going to take care of this, you know? Anybody. Yeah. So what are, the, what are, is it, are they primarily red states, blue states? Are they condensed to a certain area, or are they just sort of at random? I, I'm not sure. Is I mean, California I, I'm, I'm one sure of them? I'm sure it would be, right, I was, I was just about to say, I'm sure it's California, New, New, York, Jersey, New Jersey, New York, you know, Virginia, Washington. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, Illinois, maybe, with Chicago stuck in the middle of that. So but that this, is a, that's no good, guys. Special, that's not good. Did they, did they look at it objectively in the sense that did they discuss the— It was on CNN. Oh. 
<laughs> no, I mean, they're all for it. But that is, um, guys, that is not good. That is probably the worst thing to happen to your rights uh, in general. Yeah, it's it not even gun all, rights. Just yeah, all rights are constitutional. I have Second no idea. Amendment. I think it was, uh, and don't don't quote me, but uh, Kamala Harris, I think, uh, was mm-hmm. involved with that. Well, she's certainly in support of it, you know. But, I mean, that is no good. That is no good. I'm sure a bunch of people listening have been uh, have gotten divorced. I mean, was that a good process? Do you think the person that was trying to, you know, well, prove I, that I you were not a good person would have been able to – had the capabilities of calling and saying, you know, I'm not going to get his guns in the divorce mm-hmm. or I'm not going to get her guns in the divorce and I want her guns because I like guns now and she's crazy and I'm not getting what I think out of the divorce and I'm not getting the house. She got the dog. She's crazy. She's gonna do something with these guns, and they go. Did get they give guns. any situational story? Like, did they? I really need to watch this. I'm very curious. I want to see this. Because it's not good. It's. Did they? Yeah. Look. Did they? Yeah. You know, give. So a, they. They. Fall I'm sure back. they gave the one where it worked in someone's favor, in in a safety. Well, no. Sense. I mean, not not really. But they fall back on, um, you know, Newtown, Parkland, of course, Aurora, um, and say that because I mean, and I. Objectively, I, I I see the their side. I I do. I don't agree with it, but I see how someone that's unaware of the implications of this could think that that's a good idea. Well, but it's just not. It's not a problem. good idea. I saw in a local story. I can't remember which town, but it was a local New Orleans story where a 14-year-old boy. I was on the news about recently that. murdered his father. Oh no, not that one. No he more. murdered his father, and he did not use any form of guns he used very rudimentary i think he used a, a a baseball bat and something else and they stated that he probably had mental problems what are they gonna do now are they gonna go raid their home for all the baseball bats and takes i mean just think about I like it. how they say probably too man there's something maybe well that, something i'm just, might I'm just be saying here. if you can do it with that you know how silly does it right. sound to do that to take away i mean this brutally murdered somebody Maybe. But yeah, anyway, their their uh, thoughts on it was that um, you know if the police or their neighbors or the parents, because um, a couple of those kids they called and said you know this guy's got a problem, he's going to do something crazy, but it's not worth. And this just sounds very crass, but it's not worth. It's just is not the way to do it to give up everybody's you know right to to keep bare arms and for a fair trial. You know that's a big one. Once you go down that road, that's a slippery slope that you're never going to get back. I mean, once laws go into place like this, it is very, very difficult to, to, to go back on that. It's almost—I mean, it's almost impossible. That's why it's called eternal vigilance, and you got to prevent that from happening in your state, and you've got to work on your elected officials to to prevent that from being adopted in this state and and others. Seventeen states—is that crazy? Huh? That is crazy. This is going to not, I don't think this is going to end well either. I mean, all you're going to get is somebody who's had, uh, you know, a rough go at it, an older guy that, you know, somebody might have lied and said, you know, go get his guns. He's crazy. My neighbor, like you said, or whatever. And he's had enough. And and that's not good. Well, what could, could happen is there could be such frivolous cases of this and misuse and abuse of this that eventually they'll have to start tightening up the procedure for getting guns confiscated. 
and I mean way, way back, and, and you know, maybe uh, some type of a, an analysis. I mean, but the problem is they want to do it right now. They want to nip it in the bud before the, the, the abuse happened, before somebody kills somebody. So wow. there's this natural fear to get that gun out of this person's hand because they shouldn't have it. But at the same time, how do you protect their basic right to have that firearm without a due process? So have it taken it away. There was a, a show I had watched on Netflix, and it was talking about uh, these doomsday preppers. And there's actually a lot more of these people out there than you think. They look like the regular suburban family from the outside. Mm-hmm. They have stockpiles. And, honey, I mean, you might say that's a bit excessive. That's Some people would call that crazy. You know, you're, you don't that, – that's somebody putting an excessive amount of money into weaponry that they have no intentions of using – Except for the purpose of protection, which I believe is what a lot of the reason we have guns are for. And it's not the argument where, you know, a lot of people say, oh, take this away. So let's look at cocaine. Cocaine is for one thing. It is to do something illegal with it. A weapon is created for something that is to do something legal with it, but is used to do something illegally. How about the next step being this guy, Devin Burgess? You ought to see him on the highway. He's got the heavy foot. Right. He's screaming. You know, should. We've got to take jerk. his car away. Let's go get his exactly. vehicle and confiscate it. It's a weapon. You know, that's where it could lead. We've got to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Black Friday and firearm sales. And also, we talk about our gun product of the month. That's coming up. Talking guns, that's what we do once a month here on More Outdoors. We're doing it today. We're back right after this. And that gunshot was brought to you courtesy of Doug Christian. Found it for, yeah, that sounds good. That's cool. All right, Black Friday. Is that associated with a lot of gun sales? What goes on at the gun stores? Black Friday is a terrible day in our nation. <laughs> it's a shopping, know. crazy <laughs> shopping is. day, huh? I love watching those videos of Walmart where people just, looks like a, war a battle but yeah we do uh we do this is the third year we've done a black friday sale uh at jefferson gun outlet it pretty much covers everything as different tiers last year i think it was um i think it was 10 or 15 percent off your total purchase if it's under a thousand fifteen to uh 20 you know it changes every year a little bit but i think it was 15%, you purchase under 1000 20% if it was over 1000 and then 25% off of all of our used guns. Um, so it's pretty good, you know, competitive with some of the other big box stores. So, yeah, we... You're a little we box a, store, right? We're a little box yeah, store, right. yeah. Good stuff, though. <laughs> but, yeah, we're doing another one this year. Um, we have a few other sales that we implement throughout the week. We do weekly specials now that are posted on Facebook. So it'll be combined... You can, you know, mix and match um, deals. But, yeah, we had a good uh, a good go at it the last few years. So Black Friday is the Friday after Thanksgiving, if people don't know if they've been living under a rock. Nah, it's the they Friday know. after they know. Thanksgiving. You know what fascinates me about your store when I go in there? I can't get away from the used gun section you got there. Well, yeah. you got some unique, sometimes hard-to-find firearms, and there's some pretty good bargains in there. Yeah, I mean, at any given time, we probably have uh, over 200 used guns in the store. Mm-hmm. That does most of our, you know, profits. We buy a lot of used guns. I love used guns. That's all I buy. I don't buy any new guns anymore. All used guns. Most people buy them. You know, they stick them under their bed. They never shoot them. Um, and then they come back in when they see the next cool thing in a magazine that they want and trade it in. You know, mm-hmm. it's much cheaper. Do most you, of them do you sell guns on consignment? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's um, if anybody has one that wants to sell it. <coughs> Excuse me. They, um... There's a few new laws that we got roped into 
Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to talk about that last time. They, um, you have to leave the gun with us now for 30 days before, before can we sell can sell it. it. Yeah. So they roped us into this pawn shop law, um, which specifies in the law, I, I have gotten very familiar with it, that it's for pawn shops, pawn redemptions um, of anything serialized. It's not necessarily guns. It's called leads. It's a website called Leads, and anything that's serialized, speakers, uh, you know, car, cars or car parts or whatever, firearms is a big one, and because we buy and sell a certain quantity of firearms used every year, they forcefully asked us to participate in Leads. Haven't gotten a Forcefully a asked. I think uh-huh. it's... <laughs> well, the first time... That's an oxymoron. <laughs> the first time they came in, they said, uh, you know, we want you to participate in this program. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm all for it. But after reading it um, and consulting with our attorney just to make sure not only do we follow the law, but mm-hmm. we enforce and follow the laws that we are supposed to oblige by. So if, um, you know, a bunch of police officers come in and just want us to hand over our books on his ex-wife or, you know, his new ex-wife's new boyfriend <laughs> or something, we don't do that. You know, we're yeah, all right. friends with law enforcement, but uh, but we don't do that. So we have specific guidelines. Mm-hmm. So um, so we read over the bill, and it said pawn shop everywhere on it. So I said, look, we're not a pawn shop. We don't do pawn. Uh, we just buy and sell. You know, we're not we're not doing it. No, thank you. So then they came back like a month later with six or eight guys um, asking me once again, hmm. and if I said no, there would be repercussions. More, most likely in the form of like a ticket or something, but yeah. Um, but yeah, they came back in force, so I called our attorney, and they said, look, just, just do it if it's not that much work. And it is a lot of work, but um, but yeah, it's a check to see if it's stolen. So you bring a consignment in, put it on consignment, it's 30%, uh, and we can't sell it for 30 days, though. And we can't even give it back to you um, uh, until hmm. 30 days. So yeah. once we put it in our computer, and we've declared it as a used gun and do a stolen gun report and send it out, we can't – it can't leave the store just in case it's stolen. Right. You know, they're going to come back uh, at least in 30 days, and they're going to want it. And if we gave it back to you, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of aggravating. All right. We've got time before the break and before the gun practice month to talk about the uh, Glock Shooting Sports Foundation uh, approved matches you're going to be setting up. I there. love Whose idea was that? Was that you or Mike? No, no. Mike, uh, Mike started doing that at Shooter's Club. Mm-hmm. Um um before i think they'd started they did it before uh no 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 but after katrina a few years after katrina and then it kind of puttered out you know they had another shop that opened our other store on airline they switched Mm -hmm. names they started building that range and they kind of fell by the wayside but we started doing it again uh we're going to do it twice a year um but that's not two days out of the year so each match is three shooting dates so, for instance, uh, the one coming up is going to be in uh, uh, February, March, and April. So it'll be uh, one day in one month, and then the next month you got to come back. It's another day, mm-hmm. and then the following month you got to come back. Now this will be day. at the. Uh, it'll be at the one on airline. Oh, no, it'll be at the gun island. Airline, okay. Right. And um, the big Club, store. We'll probably do theirs too. We've done mm-hmm. it over there before, but um, the way the carriages are, if anybody that's over, been over there, probably know what I'm talking about. It's on a string, a pulley system. It's kind of an older system. Mm-hmm. Um, so the target sways a little bit. Uh, so people didn't like that that much. The one on the airline, it's a much newer system, and that target doesn't move mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it can turn and pivot. And so what kind of uh, firearms can they use? They have to be uh, Glocks. Okay. Uh, you used to not be able to shoot the smaller ones, like the 42 and 43, but there's a match for those now. Um, and it can't have any uh, modifications that you can't buy um, the gun with internal modifications. I'm not explaining it very well, but like uh, upgraded um, trigger groups, full trigger housings and groups, red dots. Um, nothing to give you nothing an advantage. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Just- uh, but now you can do that too, and it's called open class. So there's an A class, a B oh, class, okay. and a C class, and that's pretty much just stock locks. Um, a pocket class, which is the 42 and 43, and an open class, and that's the people that have, you know, they build their own race gun, and it probably doesn't have one mm-hmm. single Glock part in it by the time they're done with it. But um, And that's just all to see, basically, who can build the best gun. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a show and tell. But yeah. it's yeah. fun, though. We yeah. had a really yeah. good time. We did So it. what's the entry fee, and I'm assuming a Glock is going to be the prize that you win? We give away a bunch of stuff. I think the last time we did it... Um, we gave away like $2,200 worth of stuff. Everybody that does two, you got to do two out of the three matches to qualify, mm-hmm. but everybody that does two out of the three matches um, will win something. <clears throat> and it's not based on your shooting ability, which is great. So the best guy, you know, doesn't take all the prizes and win all the guns every time. You uh, collectively, we pull everybody's name, um, we give a plaque. This is my kind of shooting. Know, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you don't even have to be to that great at it. Be that good at it, but um, participation awards. <laughs> but they they give out a plaque: first place class A, first place class B, first place class, mm-hmm. you know, woman's uh, best woman, um, best van, um, open, and then we put everybody's name in a hat and we draw, and that's the person that wins the gun. And what's it cost? Uh, so you have to be a member of GSSF, so it's two costs. It's the GSSF cost, and it's yearly, and it's um, $30. It's $30, um, and you can buy, like, two-year lifetime ones that dr- dramatically decrease the price. Uh, but this is the best thing, even if you don't necessarily want to do the contest all the time. If you sign up for GSSF, they give you a little coupon, and it's good for one Blue Label gun a year. So it might cost you 30 bucks, but if you want to buy a new Glock every year, you get police pricing, which is huge. I mean, a, a five, Better than the price I get? Better than the price I get. <laughs> wow. We sell the Blue Label guns cheaper than I buy mm-hmm. the civilian guns for. Yeah. Sounds so like, like a, a five ninety nine. Yeah. So a $600 Glock is 430 bucks. Wow. Blue Label. And you get one of those a year, which is pretty good. Good. So where do we get information to sign up? The best thing is um, Facebook. If you if you follow us on Facebook, I've been a lot more productive on Facebook lately. Um, or G Glock GSSF. If you do go uh, type in Glock Shooting Sports Foundation or GSSF um, dot com, it'll bring up. We submitted our dates early enough to where it's it's on their calendar now, and it'll show you all of them. I mean, they got guys that that's all they do. They go to you know Gonzales and shoot the match, and then they run to our you know and shoot the match. They run across the lake, and it's all day long. Mm-hmm. They're just shooting matches and matches and matches every weekend. Um, but yeah, GSSF uh, or our Facebook page. We or stop by the store. Yeah, take care of them. All right, if you would uh, take us into the next break, and we come back, tell us what we're going to hear about a gun product. Absolutely, we're going to hear about uh, Trigicons. Newest uh, sites, open sites for Glocks, and they make them for a bunch of other popular brands, Smith & Wesson. we got Brian Sigorski 
coming up. Seven Burgess here at Jefferson Gun Outlet, Jefferson Indoor Range, and the Shooters Club. I am here with Ryan Sikorsky. Ryan, I'm, I hate, did I, bo- did, I, did I botch that or is it Sikorsky? It is Sikorsky. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. That is a good last name. Thank uh, you. Ryan is the Iron Sight product manager for our gun product of the month, which is the Trigicon Fiber Sights for, uh, for handguns. So if you get a handgun, uh, you like everything about it except for the sights, you can come into the store at, at Jefferson Gun Outlet and get some better sights made by Trigicon, probably my uh, where they are, my favorite optics manufacturer in the world, and, uh, and they're not going to break the bank. So what went into uh, to to making these sites for? And do you make them for any other models or just Glock? Or yes. I mean, I know they're brand yeah. new for 2019. Yes. So we actually make them for a a variety of different manufacturers. So we actually make them for Glock, Smith and Wesson, Sig, Springfield, HK, CZ is new for us. Um, it's it's not something that we've done before. So it's it's something that we're really excited about. Um, it's it's also not uh, it's also something that we've uh, it's the first time that we've made anything that doesn't uh, that goes on a pistol that doesn't have tritium in it. So historically, for the last 35 years, the company was built on having on selling night sights. So everything was uh, three dot tritium setup, and these are uh, blacked out rear, all metal with a square notch, and the front is uh, just just fiber optics. So uh, it's going to be super daylight bright with a fine aiming point for uh, really the competition shooting market, which is which is something that. We've gotten a lot of questions about over the last couple of years as competition shooting has grown in popularity, and uh, we, we think we've gone and uh, built a product that most of the competitive shooters uh, that, we, that we talk to are, are really going to like. Yeah, we sell Trigicon um, more than anything else in our retail store. Uh, iron sights, you know, magnified optics, red dots. Love Trigicon. The only uh, somewhat downside is, is a lot of the uh, the iridium sites that you were talking about the radioactive ones aren't very affordable i mean they're, they're great sites but they're a higher price point yes these so are not these are going to be a little more of an opening price point for us they're going to be at a, at a new price point that we've never we've never really been at before so we're, we're very excited about that what uh, what's msrp on them what they're going to sell for full msrp is going to be 105 okay so probably it'll be uh, around that maybe a little less yeah yeah in in, in a retail at, store at, at the retail location it should be a little bit less than that yes so for people that don't uh, or listeners that don't know the iridium is a, is a radioactive it's substance it, that glows in the dark, right? Correct, correct. So actually what you're seeing is radioactive decay interacting with hydrogen. You so, didn't think this was a, uh, a chemistry no, uh, no, I, I, talk, I, huh? How do you like that? Absolutely Our listeners not. are going to learn me something. Absolutely. Now these, very bright and easy to see, uh, but they're not going to glow in the dark. Correct, correct. So they actually ship with, they'll ship with uh, red fiber installed, so they'll be very bright during the day, and they'll also ship with red and green replacements. So if if somebody is uh, prefers the the green color, they can all you do is you cut it out and you melt in a new fiber with the with the color of your choice and it's it's a 30 second process to change the color. So that's relatively easy to do to change the little. Um, it looks like uh, the the downside to radio they can't see these good looking sights. It looks like a little uh, vial that that's in, in your front sight that's very bright. It's going to collect light. Uh, and it's red, so it's easy to change that front vial to it, another color? Very easy. So all you're going to do is just uh, cut it out, pull out the pieces, and what you'll do is you'll cut in a new you'll cut a new piece of fiber and you'll melt it in. We actually have uh, all the instructions uh, in our packaging as well as on our website for, for everybody 
to uh, if anybody needs instruction on how to do that. Right. So speaking of that, where can our listeners go to uh, to view your sites and your full line of products? Um, full line of products will be available on uh, trigicon.com under the Iron Sight product family on the website. You'll click on the Fiber Sight tab, and all the different options for all the different manufacturers that we offer these sites for will be all the information that uh, the listeners need will be available there. That's good stuff. And hopefully they come into Jefferson Gun. We carry, uh, believe it or not, we carry most of the stuff that uh, that y'all make. I'm a Trigicon fanboy. Do y'all, uh, y'all carry a lot of military contracts, don't you, for optics? We do. We do. So we actually are very excited to, uh, we also are, uh, we, we introduced the, the RMR HRS at this show as well, which is the, um, we went out and we're actually awarded the SOCOM contract for Red Dot Optics. Uh, so moving forward, Tier 1 operators will have uh, RMRs and Trigicon suppressor sights on their on their pistols as well. That's good. So you got all your bases covered. So if our customers have a handgun, you got sights that'll fit pretty much any price point. If they got a long gun, you got got durable sights that'll fit most price points and they'll last forever. Y'all have a lifetime warranty, is that right? Limited lifetime okay. warranty. So as long as you... What, what we like to say is, if give our give our customer service team a call, we're never gonna we're never gonna leave you hanging. So right. it, it just give them a call. We're gonna work with you to figure out how to how to make things right. Yeah, I think uh, the last thing we sent back was a destroyed ACOG. Um, you must have, you must have done like a lot of work to destroy that. Or something yep. uh, to replace the the vial in it or, or something yeah. like that. So very reasonable. Yeah, um, and as as tritium decays, whether it's in sites or ACOGs or any of our other products, as over time the, it gets dimmer. So there's the option to send it back in, put in a new tritium lamp, and you're good to go. Yeah, that's good stuff. And those last forever. I mean, when I say we, uh, uh, somebody had to go, one of our customers had to go out of their way to destroy it. I mean, I think your optics are probably the only optics that people over time kind of tried to destroy. It's odd, but I mean, they never do it, but but they're very, very crash-proof. It's it, we we built we built them with with the intention to send them send them out with the military and uh, any anything that the military can put them through they're going to survive so anything that we see on the commercial side it's going to be uh, it's going to be no problem it's going to stand up to all the abuse you put it through. That's good stuff. Well, Ryan, thank you very much. I'm going to uh, try to sell as many of these these pistol uh, optics pistol sites as i can and uh, we install them too so if you come in and you buy them from us at jefferson gun will put them on for you there's no charge Um, and i look forward to selling many in the future and talking to you again ryan thank you very much for taking the time awesome thank you for having me all right Devin. so what's the schedule over at the jefferson gun outlook from the weather it looks like it might be a good morning to head over there and uh, do a little bit of target shooting or look up some of the products or check out your used gun selection it will be. It'll be a great morning. Keep it indoors. So uh, the Shooters Club, which is on uh, Hickory, 2338 Hickory in Harahan, um, they're open every day from 11 to 8, and they have a concealed handgun class uh, this morning. they got a first-timers. If you want to get your first-time permit, it starts at 11. All you have to do is show up, and if you got a renewal and you need to get your permit renewed, that starts at 10. I'm sorry, at 9, so you want to get there you know, pretty much immediately if you're in the area. Um, uh, Jefferson Gun Outlet, 6719 Airline Drive. They're open every day from 10 to 7. And then the range behind the building is open an hour later, so they're open from 10 to 8 if you want to get some shooting in. Seven days a week. Sunday's 11 to 6, but every other day it's 10 to 7 and 10 to 8. You know, I want to mention to veterans, too, I didn't realize this until I got my last one through you, my renewal. 
that veterans uh, get a lifetime free mm-hmm. cost. Well, now you got, I know you got to take the class and requalify and all that stuff, but there's no cost in it. But here's that. the catch. I'm glad you brought that up. I wrote that down last time we talked. Uh, so the catch is I wouldn't. I would take the class, and it's still free if you get a five-year permit. Why would you get a five-year permit when you can get a lifetime permit? Get a five-year permit because you still have to renew a lifetime permit. You just don't have to pay the state a fee. But you're not paying the state a fee anyway. And with a five-year permit, you bypass the NICS background check. You don't have to call in a background check when you buy a gun. So if the system's down or they're super busy or something Mm -hmm. like that, that permit really comes in handy. If it's a lifetime permit... Even though you still have to renew it and all that nonsense. There's no advantage to the lifetime No permit. advantage. No, no. Not, especially not if you were in the military. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. So, yeah, I'll see five you in five year years. Five-year permits. <laughs> five permits. I hope. All right, that's, uh, that's gonna about going to do it. Uh, glad you tuned us in. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving weekend. We want to hear some more stories of your hunting and fishing trips. Everybody's got a little bit of extra time off, so uh, take advantage of it and spend some time with the family. And Martha's headed to Texas soon. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's what they say. (laughs) Hopefully the bucks are. (laughs) (laughs) All right, have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and I hope your move works out well for you there, Devin. Thank you, my brother. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, see y'all. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.